This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Ha-cha! Yes? Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? Jolly devil. Welcome to the Two-Headed Nerd comic book podcast. First and only Facebook talk show. We call it THN Cover to Cover. For Saturday, March 16th, here's how it works. Every Saturday from 1130 to 1230 Central Standard Time, Joe Patrick and I are talking all things comics, and we're doing it with you nerds live. Here's how you get on the show. You call us at 402-819-4894, or... If I said that too fast and weird for you, you can click our Facebook call now button. So I don't want to hear the, Matt says the number too fast. Just click the button. All right. It's that easy. It's on our website. Yeah. It's all over the damn place. If you want to get in on the action, that's how you do it. If you can't call in live, feel free to leave us a message or send us an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com before we kick this pig, Joey. Can you please reset? The question of the week. Mm-hmm. This week's question comes from James Kaplan, who asks, what's a comic that you love that most people don't really know or don't particularly care about? I didn't quite paste it all in there, so it says, don't particularly care boo. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> all right. The phone lines are open. Let's get into it. We got all kinds of crap to talk about. Matt, do you hear that? Oh. Oh. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? Hi, this is Ethan. What a surprise. Ethan! My call. Oh, my God. I had no idea that you'd be no calling clue. this week. <laughs> what is going on? What do you want to rap about, brother? Well, it's been so long since we talked last, so... It really has. I just, like, how do we how do we catch up? Did you have a chance to get to Emerald City Comic Con? I mean, you like, you live up there, oh. right? What do you know? I happen to be there right now. <laughs> you son of a bitch. We are upset. Aren't we, Joe? I'm I am furious. <laughs> God, this is gonna be so weird for anyone that I know. doesn't understand this, what's going yeah. on. This is how the sausage is made. It's not pretty. It's true, yeah. Okay, if you tune into this, you know what you're getting. That's right. right. Yeah, that all all of that uh, jackassery is a uh, Facebook exclusive. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna have to go back and redo the intro. This is so yeah, great. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know why it wasn't working. It was so weird. Yeah. I was pressing record. Nothing happened. I don't know. So okay. con's going good. So you I met Jason Sachs. City. Yep, I met Jason Sachs yesterday. Is he Super as awesome is guy. he as like just brutally good looking as we think he is? He's oh, man. Oh that, my god. Right? He is right? sexier. Oh. He's dreamy. Like he stands next to anyone and he's sexier than them. For, now, for those who aren't in on the joke, who he's standing next to. Every time Jason Sachs calls Google, uh, tr- the Google transcript says his last name is Sexier instead of Sachs. So we just call him <laughs> Jason Sexier. <laughs> it's pretty good. So what are you doing at the con? What is the plan? So I, we came yesterday and we got to walk around pretty much just Artist Alley all day yesterday. Cool. I tried to get a commission from Wes Craig, but he was full. So I was sad, but I brought my entire run. A deadly class, and I asked him, like, hey, so if it's annoying, tell me no. But if I bring all my run tomorrow, will you sign it? And he said yes. That's awesome. Nice. So That is awesome. Now I got to carry. Th- I brought the first three yesterday, so now I got to bring 34 more issues in my bag. <laughs> but uh, I did that. And then um, 
who who else did I see? Oh, he did a live drawing. He did a like a live interview panel while he drew. Man, I love that really shit. Sweet. I can watch that shit all day. For sure. There's a few of these guys that do it like on Twitter and stuff where they're just like, hey, I'm going to draw the Hulk. And they just sit down and just their whole, it's just like a hand video of their process. I love that shit. Yeah, I could watch professionals draw all day long. Oh, man, it's mm-hmm. so cool. The funny thing is, though, I don't think he's used to it. So, like, he could not, like, draw at the same time as talking and answering the sure. question. Yeah, so yeah. it was like he drew for maybe a total of 10 minutes. And the interview was at like 45 minutes. It was really funny. Well, I mean, I get that. Awesome. You're not sitting at your desk, like having a conversation while you're drawing. Right. Yeah. You know, it's uh, two different, like, two no, different parts of your brain. It's yeah. Like to talk to people. It's not exactly like a cooking <laughs> yeah, show. And then <laughs> Steve Lieber, I, I'm getting a head headshot drawing from him right now for only 30 bucks. Who's the headshot? Uh, well, I'm getting a Catwoman. I get oh, a nice. bunch of Catwoman commissions all the time so yeah i'm like 30 bucks i'm like that is totally worth deal, it totally worth it steve lieber i love steve yeah. lieber that guy's awesome super jealous super jealous and we then mateo so scalera was is there this year and they didn't even have him listed oh wow anything and that's uh i don't know if you guys remember my story from last year but i got that commission from it, it was this whole whole ordeal of me like sprinting across the city to get it yeah oh, anyway, yeah right my yeah. girlfriend got to come this time and he was like instantly he's like hey he's like i remember you and then he's like you're a drummer he's like me too i'm like did you just like facebook stalk me mateo scalera <laughs> that is so cool it's and then like you're gonna I have know. a great story when he runs off with your girlfriend that is gonna be so cool <laughs> i know because <laughs> i'm like this is my girlfriend i got the thing for her. and he's like i know I was like, oh, man. Oh, he oh, totally did to Facebook stalk you. Dude, he's going to make out with your girlfriend, dude. Be careful. Oh. He just takes over my identity. Yeah, totally. Oh, man, maybe he's the I'd drummer now. I'd be okay now. with it, though, for him. Look right. at me. Look at me. I am the drummer I'm now. I'm the drummer now. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mateo! <laughs> Ethan, we're super jealous. Thank you for uh, putting up with our weird... Uh, technical problems yes. in the beginning. It is always good to talk to you. Have a wonderful time at the con. Next time you see Jason Sachs, just smack him on the ass and as hard as you can and be like, whoa, dude, don't get pissed. That's from Joe and Matt. And he'll be like, oh, those guys, that's so cute. I promise oh, it'll be fine. Do that. Yeah, I promise it's he's fine. He's definitely okay with our casual sexual harassment. Yeah. And if you see Christopher Sabella, <laughs> lick your finger and then just put it in his mouth and be like, that's <laughs> from THN. Gross. And, and he'll be like, ha ha, those guys are hilarious. Uh, I'm calling the police. <laughs> He's like, I don't know who they are. Thanks right. For doing that. Yeah. Who? Oh, one other thing. Uh, Chip Sidarsky at his interview panel had the guy spoon him on the couch <laughs> while he undressed himself and rubbed his body and just like exposed oh, his naked full <laughs> chest. And torso. I'll I'll post the photo on the Please, on the please page. do. Oh my god, Chip Zdarsky is such a pervert. I love it. <laughs> what a weirdo. Cool guys. All right, Ethan. Ethan Enjoy the rest of the one, show. Good, good morning to you, Frank Sorillo. That was neat. We have a new little tone when we turn oh, up, yeah, when nice. we hang up on people. So when you hear that tone, or whatever it was, that means the phone line is open. Please call us. There's all manner of stuff to talk about. We were talking about Shang-Chi yeah. recently. Going to be a tough one to cast. Because, like, how old are you going to put? How old are they going to do Shang-Chi? Is he going to be young? Is he going to be developing his powers? Is he already the master of kung fu? 
How are we going to do this? Frank Cirillo mm. has the same black hydro flask. Word. Although we're not saying that. We'll just say same black coffee holder because hydro flask doesn't throw us shit for money. You want me to talk? Yeah, I'm going to make sure they can't see it. You want me to talk about hydro flask? Pay me. All right. <laughs> I don't do no church work. You're, Joe in Patrick. It, you're in it for that fat hydro flask that's, cash. That's right. <laughs> How do you cast? How do you cast Shang Chi? Man, I don't know. I'm I'm bad with actors' names, so no, I'm don't not, ask me. That. I'm not saying like actors. I'm just saying, uh, is he young? Is this an origin story? Is he already the master of kung fu? And we're just finding out about him in America. Like, where do you um, go with this? Because they're not going to do. They can't do the original Shang Chi with like, Fu Manchu, Fu Manchu is a licensed character. Also, like, kind of racist. Yes, correct. Yes. So I don't know how you do that. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously there'll be some tweaks made, but I. You could reintroduce the actual Mandarin. I yeah, uh, I don't need to see like Shang Chi training. Yeah, but the origin of like his, you know, his corrupt father and all that. Yeah, like, yeah. That that of course I want, but like I don't need to. I don't need like Karate Kid style. Like, no, I don't. He's need learning either. the ropes. I mean, we've nah, we've nah, nah, seen nah. so many of these. It's like I think it'd almost be more interesting to just drop him in. Who is this guy? And like, maybe sure, get, yeah, like, he's a martial artist. Yeah, yeah, he's a total fucking badass. Like so, he's so badass that this is the kind of guy that has developed his kung fu to the point where he can hang with Captain America. Sure, he, he is an Avenger, right? He can hang with Spider Man. Mm -hmm. Like he could hold his own, jumping and dodging the Hulk if he needs to. You know, yeah. he's not going to knock him down. Obviously, you don't know. Or like maybe just like nerve strike and the Hulk just dies. You don't know. <laughs> uh, Harvey Locust wants to know. Why do we only get one second of Banner in the Endgame trailer? That's because they don't want to tell us anything. Yeah. I'm stunned that we even got to see those friggin' space suits or whatever they're I wearing. I am hesitant. I haven't even watched a new trailer. I'm oh. hesitant because I don't want to know anymore. Nah, it doesn't spoil anything. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover Caller. Who this? It's Brian Domingos. Good morning, Hello, Brian Domingos. Brian. You have been blessed with on, the uh, question of the week next week i don't know if you knew that yet we're, we're, i didn't know that i'm, I'm excited there, to uh i don't even remember what i suggested that sounds good there would be literally literally no way for him to know that yeah <laughs> because we just recorded it that's true uh it's the question about uh favorite event tie-in or tie-in series yeah but don't we shouldn't even throw it out now i'm just gonna, telling brian we're gonna have all these jerks calling and going, oh, i really like that one i'll have to remember what my idea was i don't remember but, uh, I don't know. i'll figure uh, i will i will try to uh to wow you guys next week deal as, as always you wow us every week brian that's right it's always a wow from you brian Thanks. what do you yeah. want to wrap about today brother um well the uh how about this week's question of the week let's do okay it with that let's get into it um so one it's a book that um i don't think a lot of people read when it came out and it is luckily getting a trade paperback for the first time in may um and like in a couple weeks um, the, uh, it's the Devin Grayson and Brian Stelfreeze book, Matador. Matador. Holy crap. I remember the Matador. Oh my God. That just, I gotta look, keep talking. I'm going to look it up. It's, um, it's about a, um, a detective in Miami and, um, and she is tracking an assassin called the Matador, who is this like flamboyant kind of dancing, silent I think he's mute or he doesn't talk a lot, but it's, it's basically just like a, a fine script over just some of the, the best looking Brian Selfridge's art you've ever seen. Yes. I totally remember this. Okay. Completely uh, remember it. Now. And it was a, it was like a, it was a Wildstorm book that wasn't part of the, their continuity. It was right. published through them. 12 uh, gauge but, is putting out the trade paperback though. 
yeah, through it's through image through their like imprint there. Um, it's gonna be awesome. It's it's I don't know when that came out ten years ago, something God, like that. Been like, a while, yeah. No, yeah, it was it was DC Wildstorm, two thousand five. Yeah. It looks like right. So yeah. that was um, that was like ten years ago. Back, yeah, that was the last time a, Devin. A, that was at least twenty seven years ago. That was the last time yeah. Devin Grayson had a job. I think so. <laughs> a lot of Devin Grayson uh, in our war games. Uh, a lot of Devin Grayson yeah. in our war games yeah, yeah, experiment. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Wow, I know, I'm so sorry about that. I can't wait to hear it. Um, but yeah, Matador is awesome, and everyone should go buy it because um, who doesn't need more Brian Selfries on their shelves? Wait, that dude, so stupid talented, and yeah. I don't know if he's got like a Hollywood gig or something where he's making his money, but he does not do enough comics. I don't think he's. I don't think he's fast. Uh, really? I, like, didn't he draw? Didn't he draw that comic Daymen about the vampire mobsters? Yeah, and that book never he, came out. That book never came out. But I, I, was that? Him or was it Andy? That was Andy Diggle, right? I don't know who wrote it, but I think Brian Stelfreeze did the art. Was that the reason it never came out, though? Or was it that the creators got swept up to another stuff? That was a great book. I really liked it. I don't remember. It but was, yeah, I do love Brian Stelfreeze. Damon was like the story of like the human agents that do the bidding for vampires by day, basically. And it, yes, it yes. was awesome. But yeah, Brian Stelfreeze, that dude doesn't get enough work. He worked on Brian, Pan uh, Brian Panther, Black Panther recently. Did he? Yeah. Did a few issues. Yeah, he, he did the first arc of uh, the, the Coats run. Yeah. Nice, nice, yeah. And he was gorgeous, and then he was gone. He, maybe he is slow. He just, he burns bright, and then he fades away Yeah, for yeah. a while. Michael Allen Nelson <laughs> yeah. wrote it? Anything else going on, Brian? Um, well, I'm, I'm pretty interested in the uh, Ezra Miller, uh, Grant Morrison flash script. Oh, yes, that was late breaking That's news. That's right. I forgot. Grant Morrison writing the Flash movie. Yeah, Weird. he and um, right. He, uh, Miller and um, not Miller. Miller and Morrison have been um, since Miller got the gig. He and Morrison have talked a lot, like really, and like he was like, "Tell me about the Speed Force. Tell me about the Flash. Tell me about all that." So they've been. I would love um, to hear that conversation. Like, <laughs> like Grant Morrison is um, like, "All right, bro, but buckle up." <laughs> <You know? laughs> Um, yeah, and if well, and if you know anything about uh, Miller's lifestyle, they um, they, it, it, I don't think a lot of people could have. I know I could not have uh, been part of that hang. Um, it, I think it would have been a little <laughs> oh, too yeah. much for me. Oh yeah. Um, but um, yeah, no, they, and they they became friends, and they are they collaborated on the script, and they are psyched about it, and it seems awesome. And I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. I don't. I hope they go weird. I mean, full Grant Morrison, like the, just completely insane time the, travel. Like, just go nuts. The thing that worried me about the report is that DC uh, is that DC is kind of moving in this lighthearted direction with movies like Aquaman and Shazam and right. and that sort of thing. And Miller wants to do a darker take on the Flash, and there's nothing about the Flash that Grant Morrison won't allow that. That dark that darkness. Grant Morrison uh, isn't going to go will for improve. that. I mean, like, I don't I don't see that at all. I think that's I, I mean, knee jerk. That's what they all fucking want to do. And like, look how, look how it ends up. I think, see, I, Joe, I agree with you, but I think the flash is also a, it is a tragic book. Like it's just packed with tragedy. And that's fair. But I think the whole, you know, I mean, think about like, like what Jeff Johns did to Wally. Like it was, well, but Wally does it with a smile and yeah. at least or he just has like fortitude and he, he rolls with it and he goes with it and he's not, he doesn't wallow, but 
from the drop, it was. Tra- I mean, yeah. his, the first this first solid arc with with Collins, he killed off Wally's ex girlfriend. Um, you know all the Cicada stuff. Like it was just here are all the people that, that the Flash um, saved, and now Cicada kills all of them. Yeah, and then but that's the story know, of the Flash. Hunter Zolomon was the, terrible stuff happens right, to this I character, mean, and he maintains and like stays the person that he is. He is this glowing hero through all this horrible crap where he could devolve into right, Batman but, or the Punisher, but he never does. He's the Flash. But that, you I know, mean, but that is, I mean, the stuff is dark. I mean, it is. Well, you know, like mm. it's, it's, there's a there's Definitely. a ton of murder, and there. I mean, the, I mean, I love the Jeff Johns, um, Collins and, and Porter run, but there are technically uh, dead babies in that. Yeah, yeah um, that's true. You know, like there's a lot of murder and there's a lot of death and Wally does his best to hold it together. And, you know, I mean, it has a happy ending and all that, but, um, so maybe that's what dark means. It's also through like deadline and who knows what, dead, you know, right. Sure. Right. I don't have a problem you with know, like, all that happening to the flash because the, it's the character of the flash. We want to see him persevere and stay who he is through that. That is like the one thing that they've done so well, the CW flash, which is also pretty dark at times. And he gets a little broody and then he comes out and he's like, you know what? No, I'm the flash and I'm staying who I am and doing it my way. And it's great. It's a great show. Yeah. I mean, those are all fair points. Go ahead, Brian. I don't want to see a a happy go lucky Flash movie. Like, no. I just don't. No. I don't know. Like, I, and so, I mean, I, I didn't think that Aquaman was a lighthearted movie. Like, it was, there were some, it just, it was, it just wasn't grim and gritty. So, if that is, yeah. if that's the level of, you know, quote unquote dark that they do, like, I'm fine with that. It was an action adventure movie that had, you know, some crazy effects and, you know, so pretty amazing CGI and all that. Like, all right. Like, if that's how, how, dark they want to go i'm i'm good like i can't sit through batman punching superman in the face again which is like the right. grimmest thing i've ever seen in my right. life like mm. like grim and like yeah i felt like sick well i think <laughs> you you can go dark in the sense where like if they want to do something where grant morrison is go is just going to go completely insane here and something bad happens to the flash and he and he learns he can use the speed force to travel through time and affect things but every time he does he realizes he's messing up stuff in the eh, present or, that or in the, the future you know like something along those lines and just go crazy with it and have him realize that he finally has to just like face reality and be the flash or like, whatever and you know persevere i mean that could be great that could be totally great. They, they could do even just Barry Allen, like butterfly effect. Yeah. You know, over and over and over again. Like, Oh, Iris is dead. Well, oh, this guy's dead. Oh, Superman's dead. Totally. Oh, Batman's dead. Yeah. Like, you know, and they, you know, and oh. in the end he saves it, but I don't know. They, they, but, uh, they did I'm, this on the show. Uh, and it's, uh, pretty hilarious. Like Wally, went, uh, basically they kind of, uh, they did a very, very loose adaptation of flashpoint where, uh, Barry tried to change reality and save his mother from getting murdered. Was this? Oh, that was like season three. It was a while ago. Yeah, yeah it was great. And uh, <laughs> Diggle's uh, son from Arrow got changed into a daughter, <laughs> and it stayed that way. <laughs> For, yeah. It had like a permanent effect never, on the CW universe. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't pick. Uh, yeah, no yeah. Or, it was either. Yeah, it's, the baby switched genders, and um, and while our uh, Barry had to like tell them like. So about your kid. <laughs> right. Babies are like frogs, though. They can switch genders, right? Yeah, I think that's how it works. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Up, in, up until they're 18 months. Yeah, it's, it's ambiguous. Right? They yeah. can just switch genders. So like, it's all good, yeah. Oh, there's not enough girls around here, and the baby just switches genders. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's just part of babies. <laughs> Brian, it is always good to talk to you. 
that was super fun. Thank you for your answer to the question. And uh, thank you for speculating on the flash. That was fun. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Brian. The phone line is open. We want to talk to you. I totally forgot about that Grant Morrison thing. No, it was just announced yesterday. Yeah. Well, I know, but I was talking about it last night. I went out to have sushi with Casey at Yoshitomo. Shout out to my buddy Dave. We just had a baby. He's He's not paying us either. He's not, but he's a friend. And his sushi kicks ass. And one of the sushi chefs there was a total nerd. And we ended up just talking nerd shit all night. It was great. I loved it. Casey hated it. And then we got divorced. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover caller. Who this? Hey, it's Chase Magnet. Hey, Chase Magnet. How are we today, sir? Uh, not too bad. Yourselves? Uh, you know, hanging, hanging in, there. in there. Yeah. What do you want to rap about? Staying dry? <laughs> dry. No. It's actually very moist here. <laughs> gross. <laughs> it's that. as gross as it sounds. It's not as sorry as me, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I actually wanted to call in because I, I wanted to call in last week, and I saw you guys come on, and then I was like, I can get a few more papers graded, and then looked at the clock an hour and a half later. Oh, no. Uh, Quit grading papers. Teachers are such dorks. Oh, I know. It's the worst. <laughs> what do you want to rap the about? The worst part is it was, it was all on Dickens. Um, <laughs> I had an answer that actually tied into both last week and this week. So nice. for this week, the question being, what's a comic that, that you're into that not a lot of other people are? And I wanted to throw out, there's a book I used back in undergrad when I was like tutoring for economics. It's called Economics, but they spell with an X by Michael Goodwin and Danny Burr. And it's this 200 page, really good explainer on what the field of economics is, what the major theories are. This and is a comic like, book? It provides no, it's a, a book, lot of, man. Yeah, oh, a comic book. sorry. <laughs> yeah, so this is a, a comic and a, 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 oh, a graphic a novel, or whatever you want to call it, Okay. that conveys non-fictional information super well like it basically functioned as a spark notes for a lot of students who i knew who, are, who i was helping with who were failing like micro or macroeconomics that's amazing it's sort yeah. of like the i'm a huge fan of that book it's sort of like the how to like uh how comics work who was it that did that book uh what's his name are you talking you about the Scott comic McLeod, book history like, of comics yes yeah or, or understanding comics. understanding comics is what Scott McLeod. yeah there's a lot yeah. of this stuff that's been happening lately where people are doing like well, that short and- math comics short like we, you said like microeconomics and macroeconomics and shit like that it's such a cool way yeah. to learn and especially for dorks like us who can be like well you put a picture to it and someone describes it like that and all of a sudden i can go okay that makes a little more sense i get that you know? yeah it takes a lot of information that you can write dozens and dozens of words in a single chapter on and it can boil it down into some images and ideas that yeah. really are accessible and allows you to kind of remember and like just to retain that information totally awesome that's kick-ass okay next answer i'm sorry didn't mean to interrupt so yeah no i wanted to tie that into what i wanted to say last week which is i want more books like that like i want to see yes. comics adaptations of things like the new jim crow of these books that are really important or things like the uninhabitable earth which came out this last week these things are talking really big ideas but also for folks who maybe aren't the biggest like prose readers or don't want to sit down and like read 300 words on what right. a carceral state and how that's reinforcing Jim Crow. Um, like that's a daunting thing. And I think comics has a unique ability to make those things accessible, to help people learn about them, to like sort of help people better understand the theories behind them and not only to make it enjoyable, but to make it accessible and much easier to do that. work. Totally. I completely agree. Um, a few years ago, and I cannot remember who it was, but somebody was trying to put together a comic book adaptation of Stephen Hawking's uh, The Complete History of the Universe. 
And I was just like, mm-hmm. oh my God, yes, please, please, please. You know, that that's perfect for stuff like this. As opposed to, and I've read that book because I'm a nerd, but as opposed to sitting down and trying to like wrap your head around like gravimetric theory and shit like, you know, like how an elliptical works, draw it, show me. Sure. You know, have somebody lay that stuff out. That Yeah, we need way more of this stuff. I'm totally with you. Back in my day, all we had, yeah. we had to make do with like, Supergirl meets the Radio Shack Whiz Kids. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and they teach about electronics. It's like we're soldering together radio wires. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are dorks. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally agree. Educational comics and like and taken very seriously and taking huge su- subjects and boiling them down so that we can get a large idea onto a small page like that without just text and text and text and text. Yeah, I and I think even though most people agree. haven't read like economics or some of these other like educational texts, most almost everybody's read understanding comics in the comics field, and we all know yeah. how much fun that was and right. how how memorable it all is, like how that functions, and that isn't unique to comics. It's the fact that the medium helps the medium explain itself. Totally. Didn't somebody do a voters guide? For that last, uh, for the midterm elections, uh, wasn't there a voting there was, special? It, it wasn't necessarily a, a how to vote, but it was like a like a voting rights guy. There or was a guy. it was a it was online, and yeah. there were fifty one page yes. comics, one yeah. for each state. Our friend Tim did our fr- yeah Tim Meyer did yeah. uh, the Nebraska one, and when you went to your state, you would read the comic, and then there was information there about how to get registered, yeah. where to go, that sort of thing. So cool, yeah, so cool. Chase, thank you so much for calling. That's an excellent answer. What are you doing listening to our podcast, Chase? Yeah, no You're doubt. too smart for us. Come on. Can we can we please get back to the fart jokes? Listen, what do you think of Red Sonia's chainmail uh, bikini? I mean, let's get back to the hard hitting. <laughs> All right, Chase, you have a good one. It is always good to talk to you, buddy. Take care, pal. You too. Bye, man. Uh, yeah, I love I I like that stuff. Oh. I love educational comics oh, or yeah. historical comics, and they work. Mm-hmm. It totally works. Yeah. And more and more teachers are asking for more and more of this stuff. I mean, there's a whole, I mean, that's a whole new revenue strain for comic creators as well. I yeah, I like, get in on this, make some money. Guys. Frank Cirillo yeah. in this in the chat uh, brings up the uh, World War II era army manuals drawn by uh, he thinks Mort Drucker, uh, who really? created Beetle Bailey. Uh, Beetle Bailey? I think Beetle Bailey. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I know that Jack Kirby used to draw uh, like manuals as well when he was in the army. A lot of those guys did. In the military, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a, a huge market for that stuff. And it, it would be great for uh, in schools. Absolutely. Totally. Okay. Voice, uh, pardon me. <laughs> the phone line is open. Before we were on that, we were talking about... Oh, we were talking about The Flash, Morrison's Flash, and stuff like that. There's a bunch of other news. We've got an Eternals movie coming, which... I don't know how that makes me feel. What, like, remember when they said we have an Inhumans movie coming, and then they kept dialing it back, dialing it back, until it's just a shitty TV show, and then it went away, and we never talked about it again? Uh, you know, <laughs> I, think that, I think that the Inhumans movie had the misfortune of getting caught up in the split between Marvel Studios and Marvel Television. Because before, they were all sort of, like, together. Yeah. And then there was a firm break where Kevin Feige said, I'm taking this stuff. It's mine. Right. And then Humans was caught up in that. Because it was originally going to be a feature film. Yeah. And... um, We didn't need it. But, yeah. uh, Eternals, I don't know, man. I mean, nobody thought Guardians of the Galaxy was going to work. Right. They made a movie about fucking Ant-Man. I mean... That's true. And you already have introduced this idea of Thanos and, like, larger cosmic powers. 
so maybe the Eternals is the next logical step where we're going to get like the Celestials and shit like that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I at absolutely this point, no mention of the Fantastic Four in there. Nothing. The deal's not done yet. The, the deal is done like this week. I know, but it's not done they're yet. They're not like, going to be they're making any announcements right now as we record this. Yes. yes, it is being signed. Uh, at this point, I'm not surprised by any movie announcement Marvel makes. Uh, it would have to be like a really off, off kilter character for me to like, because they've proven that they can do it. Razorback. <laughs> there you go. The Razorback movie. You got me. Yeah. Which leads directly into Team USA. Yeah, Team America. Team America. Yeah, US you know, 1. US 1. Oh, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be like the whole Marvel trucker verse. Yeah. You know, it's all dirt bikes and trucks. <laughs> Kick ass. All right, let's check our I mean, you're mail. joking, but I'd be into that. I'd totally watch it. As long Smokey as it's, and the Bandit as long style. As it's all set in the 80s. Yes. It's all set in the Smokey 80s. Smokey and the Bandit style, oh, off-road, uh, like long-haul trucking starring Razorback. Oh, my God. Give it to me. <laughs> Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? This is the heady nerd, James Kaplan. Hey, Whoa. This guy is a heady nerd, folks. So pay attention. James Kaplan's talking. All right. James, what do you want to rap about? Well, I feel like this whole week has been for me like Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. So I feel like there's really not much else I, I could or would want to would want to talk about. Fair enough. Marvel's doing a lot of big stuff this week. It's it, true. It's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, I just saw Captain. I actually just came out a few minutes ago from seeing Captain Marvel for like the umpteenth time already, which basically tells you what I thought of it. So you loved and, it. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. I think it's so great. Like I've, I've heard these sort of middling reviews of the movie yeah. and, and I'm like, I think you saw a different movie than I did or something because the one I saw had lots of humor, tons of heart, yes. had like a freaking kick-ass lead. Um, I, and like these critiques I've heard are sort of weird to me. Like, like the, like Brie Larson comes across like a blank slate and like a, She's got amnesia. Right. Yeah, I, that was part of the story. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. That's that's like the freaking point. But B, it's also not true. Like she has, she actually has tons of personality. Like she, it's clear from like from a minute into the movie that like she's cocky. She's a smart ass. Right. She's fun. Yeah. Right. She's like and she's got a bad I, attitude. I, I, I don't she's know. got a hair trigger. You know. Like I totally agree. I don't get this criticism at all. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Now yeah, here's here's I, let's I don't if she's a dude. Acting like this, is there any of this criticism? If it's a dude, it's probably not. But I'm just oh my saying, God, absolutely not. if this is the story absolutely of Marvel and I don't know, uh, give me an actor. Uh, let's say, what's I mean, his head? Play the back. What guy. if Jude Law was Marvel? Jude Law yeah. is Marvel and he's acting the same exact way. Do we get this criticism? No. no. no we go, Jude no, Law is yeah, sexy not. and mysterious and, and we don't right. know. He's absolutely kind of a not. blank slate, you know? <laughs> right. If he's a, if, if, if she's a dude, like then you've got basically it's got Tom Cruise and Top Gun. Like yeah, yeah, right? yeah, like, exactly. Right. So I, then, and nobody says, "Oh, he's too confident and cocky and has too much of a bad attitude." Like you'd never say that about like him in that role. Like I just anyway, I, I found that unconvincing. And having just seen it again, I just you know, there's just a lot of fun like small moments, like when um, uh, just this little moment when like she sort of shakes off when they're like the random people on the train are holding her and then she kind of like shakes them off. Yeah. And when it's obvious that like, it's obvious, you're like, oh yeah, she could have gotten out of, like they had, they were doing nothing to sort of hold her still. Like that was just her being like polite and not just right. throwing them all. Like into, these people you know, are whatever. innocent. Uh, Obviously she's not just be like, right. Bow! <laughs> Murder right. everybody around Right. Her. And I just, <laughs> and I, I love the like family stuff with, with Maria and Monica. And like, I just like, 
the, the big look that like the look that you see um, in Monica when like Carol's sort of flying off into space at the yes. end, like Superman style. Yes. And you're like, yeah, give me give me superhero Monica Rambeau. Totally. And, um, uh, yeah. Because so, in the know, future, when she comes back, Monica Rambeau is at least 18, 19, maybe 20. No, this well, movie I mean, took place like in 1985. 25. Okay, so she, yeah, she's like yeah. late 20s. Right, she's like 30 or something. Like, right. you know, right, like she's an adult. She's and 75 she's years old. Presumably... <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that, but. No, she was like. <laughs> I'm kidding. kidding. Anyway, anyway yeah. I can't do math, James. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the joke. I can't do math. God, you any nerds in your humor. Not, <laughs> also, not, not so good. Um, I'm also one of those nerds that isn't good at math so um yeah no but that and then like the end i just love it when she shows up and then of course obviously the end game trailer my favorite part i I mean the whole thing's great but like i can't even tell you how many times over and over again i've watched the like thor sort of taking the measure of her stare down her like not right and her not even flinching and just giving him a little smirk and him just being like i like this one right freaking loved it yeah Um, and i would if i'm thor i'm thinking Finally, somebody else with some freaking actual power. Yeah, no doubt. You know, like, as opposed to these, like, petty little tiny humans. Yeah, gun so, girl, know. shield guy, uh, arrow guy. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right, like, right, like, be like, oh, yeah, well, I shoot arrows, and then the other one's like, I can turn little, so, you know. Right, like, <laughs> I can and turn little. Like, right, and, right, like, I can turn little, and Carol's like, yeah, I have the power of the Tesseract. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm good. So, anyway, and then I'm also happy about the, um, the James Gunn news. I don't know if you guys have been talking yes. about yeah. that um, yes. as well. And I, I would say, like, obviously, there's nothing like there's nothing good to say about the objectionable things he was saying in the past. Um, but like, I don't know. It just this just it was so obvious that this was a, like as a result of like a it was a smear campaign that was not at all in good faith. Obviously, right. Um, and you know, and, and bringing him back was the right decision. So, and like, it's hard to imagine just because it's those movies have such a specific vision. Um, it's hard to imagine. I mean, like someone else could have done it, obviously, but like it's hard to imagine someone other than him. Like they're so clearly his vision. Well, it's I it's think. not just his so. vision; it's his personality. There is so much personality in those first two movies. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I I would argue anybody else that came in would literally have to do a James Gunn impersonation, and it wouldn't work. Yeah, you would have to. Right. You can't do a different take on the Guardians now. You can't. I mean, it is his, right, it yep. oozes with his humor, with the music and everything, and it, anybody else who did it, and I think the reason they couldn't find anyone else to do it, because they were like, no, we'd all just be faking the funk. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's very much like Taika Waititi and Thor Ragnarok, right? right. Like, I, not to take away from any, like, I love Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. I love those Ant-Man movies. Peyton Reed did a great job. Yeah. Um, but another director could have done yes. something very similar. Yes. But... Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor Ragnarok, those movies are embodiments of their of that director. Creators. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, I absolutely agree, James. It was the right decision for sure. James. While we got you though, James, I know that you uh, called in, but since you're here, answer the week. Oh, buddy. yeah. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is your yeah, question. I right, it is, right. I would have been remiss to not, you know, provide an answer to my own question. So um yeah, my answer was Halcyon, which Halcyon. I don't know if anyone even remembers. I do yeah, from from image from I uh, came out in like 2010 or so. Yep. And sort of my pitch on what I love about Halcyon is like, well, if you love if you love Watchmen and you love like darkly clever takes on superhero stories, but like you don't give a crap about fake autobiographies or pirates, then like Halcyon is an excellent story <laughs> for you. So 
So, like, it's just, like, all the boring crap that, like, people just skip over, but they don't admit that they just skip over in, in I Watchmen. Had, I admit um, it. I never read a page oh, of that Black Pirate shit. Mark Guggenheim. I read all the Black Pirate shit, and it was awesome. Um, Mark Guggenheim, right? I, I, I know. I, I kid. Yeah. Okay. Mark Guggenheim. Yes. And, the, and Tara Butters, um, who obviously they've both gone on to have a lot of successes, like showrunners in, in their own right. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right, Tara Butters, she was one of the showrunners on um, on Agent Carter. And uh, the artist is Ryan Bodenheim. Yes. Ryan Bodenheim. Favorite, and he was see. fantastic, and now he has all but vanished. He also, he drew that um, that Jonathan Hickman book about the pilots, right? What was that called? I don't even remember. Oh, the Red Wing. Red um, Wing, yeah. No, wait, no, the Red, no. the Red Wing, no, wait, that was Nick. That wasn't him. He did Red no, Mask for did, Mars. He did Red Mask for Mars. Red Mask for and, Mars. Um, Secret. Yes. Um, Secret, which was that like espionage one, which is great. And then also the Dying and the Dead, which I hope they eventually finish. So I, I don't I don't know what's oh, going on yeah, there. Oh, yeah, the like, Dying and the Dead like started and we got like two issues and then it vanished. Yeah, no, I, I, anyway, so it's they, that's, that's my pick that like I just think like if people like, you know, clever superhero, you know, clever sort of done in, you know, done in one, like it's just a single volume, like done in one kind of fun, clever, different takes on superheroes this is it's a great read so, halcyon anyway, was great. Yeah, i do remember really I, liking I it i just i looked at the cover and was like i completely i own it i've got that whole run i totally remember yep, that yep. james always good to talk to you man thank you for the call yeah you too you two guys and thank right, you for the question care. excellent james question. have a great one. Oh, oh, sorry cut him off sorry <laughs> sorry james. enough of that crap james all right, all right of your who is mouth, next james. <laughs> We got a um, voicemail here from there Jason Sachs. There were some nerds uh, screaming about 2099 stuff in the... Corey Michaels screaming out and trying to get, rile up John Luttrell, who is like one of the biggest 2099 nerds in the world. I would love to see 2099, but only if it's animated. Do a full animated 2099 series. Sure. I'm in. <laughs> Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller! Who this? This is Bobby, the nitpicker. Oh, hey, boy. Hey, Bobby. Okay, folks. Here we go. Bobby? <laughs> how we feeling today? Uh, how we feeling? You know, I'm okay. Uh-huh. I guess. Oh boy! I saw Captain Marvel Thursday night. Okay, yeah, I just thought it was. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Let's pick some nits. It's not great. Let's it's pick right. some nits. Get into it. Well, how do like what? What got you? Uh, I mean, uh, they had the flashbacks. There were like two minutes of flashbacks. Like, so it's just so rushed. I just, I didn't care about the character really. And it's like, why did you guys like? put that towards the end why didn't they just open it with a nice long uh, origin instead of being like clever See, I, I wasn't a fan of i like the way they did that. the flashbacks because it was more like we were in carol's head and she like had been scrambled and we were getting like a little bit and she didn't know why and then when the scrolls were doing that thing where they're like going forwards and backwards and you could hear their voices and they're like what'd you just do and, like yeah. oh, I, I knocked on it a little yeah, bit I mean, like was, do that yeah, again <laughs> It was just like so quick. It's like, oh, this is why she is. It did move she pretty fast. The it did. Cart, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's true. And then she suffers from like the Superman problem, which is like at the end she's just so strong, like nothing. I will say this is far and away the strongest Marvel superhero we've seen in the movies. Now, 
Maybe. You, I mean, I still think Thor might be stronger. No way. Well, we don't know. We don't know about her actual physical strength, but in terms of like the things, yeah. that power she can level, do. Yeah. power level. I don't. I mean, we haven't. If seen, we're reading the, if we're reading the the 2000s Marvel handbook, they've oh, got the grid. God. The power level grid. Yeah, no, What's her number, Matt? I hate the fucking. Power Aunt May level is grid. a one. <laughs> Stupid. No, she's not. <laughs> it's a scale of one to ten. There is no, no zero. No, it's one to five. Remember. Oh, maybe yeah. It was one to, it was five, one to five, which makes even less. So sense. yeah, the leap, the leaps between levels <laughs> yes. was huge. And, like, and zero was like theoretically one because it went yeah. zero to five. No, no, no. It was just one to five. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't really, I don't really subscribe to the the philosophy of like overpowered characters. I just think that makes you have to work harder to make well, them interesting. Okay, I think. Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just think at the end, there's just no conflict. It's like, oh, there's these three ships with Ronin. Okay, done. Well, yeah, well, she's well, now, oh, she smashed them for a moment. Thoroughly. Keep in mind what they're going to have to deal with in Avengers Endgame. Yeah, I know. We I, need I just, to have a character a that can balance the scales a little bit. I, because, like, I understand what you're saying. What yeah. do you do this time? I understand like, what you're saying, Bobby. And, and punch Thanos harder? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean? That's a different movie, though. Right. In Captain Marvel, yeah. Bobby is right that, like, once everything is on the table and she is her full self. Right. The the main villain of the movie has no chance. Yeah, just gets neutered. Basically, yes. yeah. No, um, it was, it was, there's nothing. Uh, oh, more. I'll pick some more nicks real quick. Okay. Okay. The scroll. The scroll twist. I, I mean, I, I hate it. I love it. But like, I hated it for. This is what I hate about it. I hate it because they're like, oh, we're we're the good guys. They're like, oh, okay, that's cool. But when they first find uh, Fury, like it was Coulson as a scroll, and the first thing the scroll did was try and kill Fury. It's like, wait. They're, they're not good. Well, they're at war. Well, but they're, they're at war. They were also you. running for their lives. You know, I mean, like, okay, first of all, hashtag not all scrolls. All right. Don't. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe there is a like, this is a group of scrolls that don't want to be bad guys. They're trying to get away. And there's a whole and, nother scroll empire that has caused a lot of fucking problems. That's and, kind of what I'm hoping. And while I the Krees, the Kree are dicks, we know that. The Kree have, they've always been dicks. There's never a time where the Kree were like, oh yeah, those guys, they seem all right. No, they're assholes. And this is how assholes yeah, I mean, deal with this stuff. They, they yeah. worship an AI that created them. And that AI basically goes, do this. That'll solve the problem. And you go, okay, you're God. We'll do what you say. You know, there's not yeah. a lot of room for free thought and shit like that. So I don't have yeah. a problem if you want to tell me that these scrolls are a branch of the scroll. Because it certainly wasn't the entire scroll population. Right. It was like 15 I mean, I scrolls. Right. This is a group of scrolls I that they were chasing down. Right. Yeah, and I hope I agree. I hope that there are bad scrolls because they're better. Because I need that. I need otherwise. that. I just yeah. don't. I just don't think. Like I thought for sure that they were going in a secret invasion kind of direction. That's what I was hoping. And I don't think that they will now. No, even absolutely. even I don't if think they're they can for the young audience. No. Yeah. Like, oh, you like Captain America, thirteen year old? Okay, that wasn't him. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, there's and there's no reason. It's too easy, too. I think it's too easy. Yeah. And every time we've thought Marvel was going to do something like this, they've tricked us and flipped it on its head. And we went, oh, man, I didn't see that coming. Every time we've gone into one of these movies, guessing we knew what was going to happen, we were wrong. We were totally yeah. wrong. So why would they start just giving us the easy way now? No, it's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, just because of how intriguing it is to be like, uh, you know. With you that don't said, know who's not I still want a super scroll. I want the super yeah, scroll. Yeah, I mean, so they've got to do that. Huh? Yeah, you can't uh, have him without the Fantastic say, Four. I know, I, and I need the Fantastic Four to do it right, and then we get Clerk. <laughs> Clerk, <laughs> the super scroll. Yes. Uh, did you guys like the cat taking Fury's eye? Because I hate that. 
Um, I thought it was cute, but I really was hoping it would be like a more last time I trusted somebody. Right. Yeah. I thought it would be a more impactful moment. Yeah. yeah. It it that did fall a little flat. Now here's a question. Are all cats aliens or just this that's, one cat? No, man. Just the one. Are we <laughs> she sh- brought it from space. Are we sure? Yes. Okay. But wouldn't it be cool? I like what you're thinking now. Wouldn't it be cool <laughs> if every cat on Earth was an alien and we were too stupid? If to know? every cat on Earth could open its face up like a super vampire and bleed too? Yeah. For Endgame. What endgame if? It's not about Captain Marvel. It's ev- about the cats. Totally. Out. Every cat is an alien. And we're just like, nah, they're just house pets. You know, we don't know. And and that's why dogs are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know, like, like dogs hate cats because the dogs know those are aliens, man. <laughs> they can sense evil. Oh man, I wish. Uh, that's about it. I think with the movie, though, it's fine. Okay, I don't think it was great. So you didn't hate. You didn't by any means hate it. You just you thought it was fine. No, I didn't hate it. I just thought it could have been a lot better. Okay, especially mm. after Infinity Wars, which I thought was great. Right. And this just seems like it's just them just trying to shoot this shoehorn the character in before the next movie. So it's like pretty rush. Well, I see. It, it did move very fast. I see that, you is, that is yeah, something I, I agree I, with. I see you working there, but I don't know. I'm not going to go as far as shoehorn. But Bobby, I love you. Thank you for sharpening right. your teeth and coming in every week and biting into. I thought this. Like this wasn't that sharp of a bite. It's, no, it's okay. No, no, it's more it's just okay, like a but, yeah. This is a nibble. Yeah. More like a mild nibble. Yeah. Like a nibble. Yeah, you know. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Bobby. All right. Have a good one. You too. I like that little hang-up sign-off thing. That's fun. Because now I don't have to go, oh, the phone lines are open. Please call us. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. It's 1220. Let's get into some voicemails. See what we got here. We don't have a whole bunch. so I'm gonna uh, be- We don't need to play James's because he called. I'm going to turn the donut disturb on. So you guys are cut off. Deal with it. Suckers. Deal with it, suckers. Got- what? I thought I just turned that off. Great job. All right. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Somehow you snuck in. So this better be good. Caller who this? Oh, it's Toots. Toots time. All right. All right. That's a good one. That's how, you, that's how you snuck in. You know all the secret holes and back ways into the ziggurat. I hope you're that's happy, fine. Corey. He's been calling for you since we started. <laughs> what is up, Toots? I've been, I've been fucking spawning uh, the fucking redial button for the last 10 minutes. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, so the uh, I got a couple things. I got an answer, and I have a question. Hey. Okay, let's start with the answer. Okay, so your uh, question of the week, there's been a couple variations of it uh, in the past. Yeah, it's true, um, right. And I've used the same answer both times previously, which is uh, the 1980s, 1990s uh, caliber series, The Realm. But I'm not going to oh, do yes. that. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something a little bit uh, uh, more recent and probably a little bit more accessible. Okay. So, uh, Boom, Boom put out a four-issue series called The Hawks of Outrimmer, and oh, it is uh, it is um, Robert E. Howard. He wrote a lot of um, historical fiction, and this character he created called Cormac. Fitz Joffrey. Cormac McCarthy. A, yeah, he is a Irish knight fighting in the third uh, crusade. And uh, it is a bloody 
revenge story. You've been trying to get me to read this uh, and, for like three years now. And it, it's, it is rad. It is so cool. If you like, if you like the punter, if you like, uh, if you like Conan the Barbarian, if you like, um, historical stories, I do. Uh, it's, 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 it's great. Um, he, uh, Cormac is, uh, an asshole. He, uh, swears allegiance to no King and he, the amount of friends he has, you can count on one hand. So when one of them gets murdered, he fucking goes on a revenge spree <laughs> and it's, it's great. The only, the only downfall I think is that the artist wh- whose name I forget. Damien uh, Cusero? Cucero yeah, he, or Cusero? I'm not sure. The only the problem cooch. is we'll call him the cooch. Yeah, the cooch. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Not great. Too bad. This is how nicknames are born. No one's like, hooray! Yeah. I got a kick-ass nickname. No, it's like <laughs> fart weasel. Really? God damn it. <laughs> uh, the cooch makes him look too too much like Conan the Barbarian. Sorry. I wish they. We just talked on it. I almost spit coffee when you said it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the cover. And you're right. The cooch yeah. is basically drawing Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, which which I think is the only downfall because it's. It, I would have liked a more of a separation. He looks good I mean? though. I mean, like uh, the art looks really good. Oh, the art is great, and then it's got Joe Jusco covers. You yeah. know, that's it's 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 a lot of fun. When did this come out? Uh, uh, 2010. 2010. Okay. And, uh, it's been collected, so and it's on and it's on like you know. Uh, it's online. You There's can read four it, issues so. on Comicsology. Yeah, I'm looking at. That's all. That's right all. Now. That's all there is. Okay. Um, and, but it's 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 pretty fantastic. Okay. Question um, time. Hit us with your question. Question time. Okay. There's other people out there like me who have busy lives with their wife's schedule and their own schedule, and they got a damn little spawn that runs around that place and <laughs> control controls seventy five percent of your time. So. As somebody who may not be able to go see Captain Marvel, is there stuff in Captain Marvel that is important to see before you would go see Endgame? I would say yes. No. I would say yes. I don't agree. I think think yes, based on the power level that you're going to see her have. Yeah, but you don't need to see the movie to know but that. But I, I know her I know her power level. I mean, I suppose yeah, you do. It's yeah, true. I, I guess you do. Uh, if, if all there is is the hidden scene at the end where yeah. they, like, show her for a second. Right. Uh, uh, interact with Avengers, you know, like, aside from that, and which I assume is probably exactly where gonna, they're going to pick up the story. I mean, I guess in the sense uh, that you, you, if you just watched Endgame and you see Fury do the thing with the beeper in the end, and then you go into Endgame 2, it, like, yes, you're going to know, other than the little stinger at the right, end. Like, you know that that was a pager to right. call Captain Marvel. They're going to set it you up. You know like, who Captain Marvel here is. she is. Yeah. The, yeah. the movie um, is not, I don't think it's essential plot viewing. To understand Avengers Endgame. Yeah, I really know. Okay. No, I don't think it is. Okay. I think you'll be okay. I, I do want to see it. I'm not being a screw female superheroes. Right. Sure, yeah, yeah. It's uh, a time management issue. I you're not being it. your usual screw female superhero self. <laughs> yeah, right. Look, I just I do that in my private right, right, right. time. Yeah, you've got a different <laughs> internet handle for that. <laughs> right, right. Okay, well, right. hey guys. Thanks for sparing a moment of your time. Hey, anytime. We love you. It's always good to talk to you, brother.
All right, dudes. You guys take care. You too, buddy. My wife tuned in just in time to watch us finish up. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here we go. Jason Sachs called us. Yep. We got us. We got us a voicemail here. Okay. Let's see. Jason is also at Emerald Comic Con. And if all goes well, he's going to be helping us on the show next week, talking about some stuff. But Hopefully. No, we'll see. No spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers. Hey, it's Jason Sachs. How's it going, guys? Looking forward to Emerald City Comic Con this weekend. I'm calling in with an answer to James's great question this week. So, favorite obscure comic that people don't know about but I love. Uh, I think you probably guessed I would have an answer or two for this. Um, but I have a deep cut even for me, which is uh, Hard Time by Steve Gerber, Mary Screenis, yes. and oh, yeah. Ryan Hurt. came out yes. from DC and DC's short live focus imprint between 2004 and 2006. It's a story of a boy named Ethan Harrow who's uh, bullied and battered in high school, uh, ends up getting stuck in a Columbine-type uh, situation where he's um, kind of sort of accused as a school shooter, but there's an interesting kind of stuff to it. Most of the comic takes place with Ethan in jail, which is not the recipe for a great commercial success, but is a recipe for some uh, kind of a fascinating mix of Oz, uh, medieval mythology or classic mythology, um, some interesting uh, sexual transgender stuff, and um, this is weird My kind of mix kind. of gritty, nasty, realistic crime and uh, very kind of ethereal, sporty, space-like um, adventure. Um, it's a really unique book in that you kind of never know what's going to happen from page to page. Yeah. And as the book uh, progresses, it just opens up more and more to a place where it really takes you to an area you just never quite expected but always knew it would get there. So um, definitely a good find in the cheapo bins. There's one trade... Obviously, long out of print. It's called uh, Hard Time 25 to Life. Um, well worth checking out. Steve Gerber, Mary Screenis, and early Brian Hurt. Still excellent. Oh, yeah. I for- Thanks, yeah. guys. Very I'm early Brian Hurt. Thanks, Jason. Um, we've talked about Hard Time uh, on the show before. Yeah, I loved Hard Time. It was great. I really liked it. It was great. Uh, and it was the sort of thing like... Mabel. It was... Uh, if you remember, if you're old like us, you remember... Uh, DC threatening to launch a science fiction imprint, like yeah. a sci-fi version of Vertigo in right. the 90s. It was called Helix. Yeah. Uh, first it was called Matrix, and then there was a movie, and they yeah. were like, it's called Helix. <laughs> it's what, that's what I said, Helix. Yeah, um, and it had, uh, it had a couple of, uh, it had several very forgettable titles. Mm-hmm. It had a couple that kind of hung on, like there was one by Garth Ennis called Bloody Mary, uh, that I think actually yeah, came I out. I forgot about that. Um, I own that whole run. And then uh, the most famous uh, thing that got its start in the Helix imprint was Transmetropolitan, which that's when right. Transmetropolitan, or when Helix folded, Vertigo was like, yoink. Yeah. Hard Time was the focus imprint's Transmetropolitan. Yeah. All of the other books got canceled and faded away. Nobody remembers any of them. I totally forgot about Hard that. Hard Time is great. I, I can't, Transmet got its start there. Yeah, I it totally did. forgot that. That is nuts. Okay. That's some Jason Sachs info for you right yeah, I'll there. I'll tell you what. Look at you. Trying to take the man's job. Uh, I do not know what this next call is. <laughs> this is the last one, right? It looks international. Intro-national. It does. There's all kinds of crazy numbers here. This could be a Russian spy. Oh, what if it's a what if it's a Russian spy? I hope it's a Russian spy. What if we're getting extracted? I hope we're getting extracted. Oh, thank we're God. gonna get black bagged on camera. Oh, 
I don't know if there's no transcript either. Uh-oh. Just play it. I'm sure it's fine. G'day, guys. It's Jimmy. It's Jimmy. Uh, you know me, long-time listener, long-time contributor, first-time basic voicemail lever. Uh, yeah, just thought I'd call in, give my two cents and all that. Oh, first, Captain Marvel, five out of seven. Pretty damn good movie. I'm sure you guys have all seen it and five spoken about it and all that. But that yeah, All right, thing? so question of the week. Favorite comic that other people might not know about. Starters, I'm really, really looking forward to what all you other nerds have to contribute here because, I mean, some of you are really, really smart when it comes to all this sort of cool stuff. And, yeah, I reckon there'll be some pretty cool answers. But mine is Black Sad. Uh, that yeah. cool sort of procedural noir Chinatown-style book. Uh, it's Spanish uh, by someone called, here we go, Juan Diaz Canales. Yeah. And He's the one with the dog or the cat Juan Joe Granidio. There you go. Woo. Um, so, yeah, I picked it up. I wouldn't say it's by accident. I just got a stack of um, hardcovers all bundled up and pulled out Black Sad. And usually I, I hate that shit, like walking, talking animals, all anthropomorphic. It's just not for me. Yeah, it's for perverts. But it's really, really good. So if it anyone is, gets a chance really to good. pick up any sort of Black Sad books, give it a go. There's a video game on the way which shows that oh. they must be doing something right. What? Uh, that's my answer. Black Sad. Oh, Resident Alien is also very good. That'd yes, probably be a, Resident uh, Alien. They're making a show. Second, yes. But that's it. Black Sad. Um, all right, so that's me. Honey, can you help me with some fart noises, please? All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Black Sad, like Eisner Award winning. Black uh, I really love Black Sad. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think I might still have Chase Magnet's Black Sad trades that he loaned to me and then I moved and they're still in a box. Bad news, Chase. He's got a rough touch. Look, and he's famous for uh, spilling coffee on things. I did that one time. Dropping shit in the toilet. I've never oh, dropped anything in the toilet. That's not true. That's not true. I get You want to lie in front of the whole internet right now? So you want to do? I've never dropped anything in the toilet. <laughs> Please. I've never dropped a comic book in the toilet. All right. <laughs> okay. There we go. Let's get into our answers. Our answers. Do you want to go first? Or want me to go first? Go ahead. Mine's easy. Alien Legion. Alien Legion is one of my all-time favorite comic book series uh, from back in the day. All right. So, uh, Toots is correct. We have basically done this question before, and mm-hmm. we're just bad at remembering. No, 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 no. We, we Or it's always phrased slightly differently, yeah, because our different. answers are going to be exactly the same as they were the well, last mine, time. Well, mine can't change. It's one of my all-time favorite old-school comics that I discovered. And at the time, I think I was, I was heavy into Chuck Dixon's Batman. And I found this other book by Chuck Dixon called Alien Legion. And this has nothing to do with how we feel about Chuck Dixon today. He's a no. terrible person, but I'm separating uh, the man from the art, okay? He is a garbage person. I'm going to go on record saying that. But this book, it was just about this ragtag group. It was basically war in space. This ragtag group of alien Marines. And it, the thing that got me, that really nailed me, like the storytelling was great. I liked it. But Larry Stroman's art. Yes. It's more, really wonderful. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Mafood, who's another artist I really enjoy, he has a podcast called Skull Funk Radio, and he plays music, and then in between talks about comic shit and stuff. And he was talking about early Larry Stroman, X Force, and Larry Factor. Pardon me, X Factor, and he also went into uh, his Alien Legion a little bit. That dude just has a perspective and an art style that was so whacked out and bizarre. Yeah. Like, I could not help but love it as a kid. Yeah. And I still, I have that whole run. I will never part with it. I love 
Alien Legion. Oh my God, that book is wonderful. It's a good answer. Yeah. Uh, so mine is a is a DC book it, that lasted 25 issues, 24 or 25, I think it was 25. Uh, so just over two years. Um, featured a character that was pretty po- prominently introduced and then promptly forgotten about. <laughs> and it had to struggle for its existence for the entirety of its run. Uh, it's Tom Payer's Our Man. Oh, Our Man, okay. Uh, Tom Payer and uh, I Rags towards, Morales. I thought you were moving towards Aztec. Oh, no, 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 no. I fucking love Aztec. Uh, yeah, I do love <laughs> Aztec as well. Um, but he was introduced as part of the... Uh, he was first introduced in Grant Morrison's JLA mm-hmm. in the Rock of Ages storyline where Kyle Rayner uh, gets transported to the future and he meets our man. Right. Uh, and then he was uh, prominently featured in the DC One Million uh, yes. uh, event. Yes, he was a huge uh, event. part of uh, as the as part of the Justice League from the 853rd or the sorry Justice Legion A from right. the 853rd century, uh, he comes back in time. He joins the JLA for a while. Uh, he struggles to find his humanity, uh, and in the pages of his ongoing, uh, 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 Kyle Rayner and Wally West and whoever else I think it was the Huntress. Right. Uh, oh, they took. Our man to meet uh, one of the most human dudes that they know, Snapper Car. Oh yeah, the original Justice League yep. uh, teen mascot. Right, and he was he, a Justice League's Rick. Um, Rick, Rick Jones, Jones yeah. basically. He convinces with a much better name. Yes, Snapper. Snapper. <laughs> uh, he convinces our man to ditch his omnipotent time powers so that he can more closely relate to humanity. Right. And then he becomes the character that we ultimately know from JSA mm-hmm. and, and those books. Um, it's such a wonderful run about this weird android man yeah. from the future trying to figure out what it means. Tom Payer doing like sci-fi high strangeness. It was, man. Yeah, so there's good. like a weird demon dragon that's a, that's a regular part of the cast. Yeah. There's, an angry, there's an angry sheriff and a hippie ex-wife. It's, the cast of characters is brilliant. And uh, just the stories that they were able to tell are just really wonderful and i wish that book had lasted longer but um that character is just lost to the ages too i don't think he really exists anymore in the current i don't think yeah but uh our man do yourself a favor coming back though yeah we don't know do yourself a favor and pick it up it's not expensive is it in print i don't know if it's in print but the back issue's got to be out there yeah it might be on the dc Um, i don't know if it was ever even collected yeah it's probably not on the dc app it might be um they put all kinds of Dumb shit on there. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I, I have a run still, and I just reread the first three issues, and it's it holds up for sure. Cool. All right, we got to get out of here. Joe Patrick set up a new question of the week for these jerks. All right, our new question of the week comes from Brian Domingos, God Emperor of the THN forums. Events can be all encompassing and overwhelming with dozens of tie-ins and bloated installments, but what is your favorite one-shot or side miniseries from a major event? Okay. I have my answer. I don't. I have, I was going to say I have two, but I think I have three that are now all fighting. And I'm probably going to have to read all three of them. You have to pick one. God damn it. Oh, all right. We got to get out of here. Thank you to everybody that called in. Thank you to everybody that left a message or a voicemail. We don't have a show without you guys. And we have a ton of fun doing this and we want more of you, please. I want to hear that. Like you were fighting to get in. I want to shorten this so everybody gets one minute. That's how many callers we have. We have one minute, and then I just cut you off. I'm like, shut up! Next caller! Ah! And we're just freaking out. You know, it's going to be awesome. Sounds exhausting. Yeah. 
we got realized we got to get to uh, this Wednesday. Watch for us to drop the next episode of the Two Headed Nerd Comic Book Podcast. Thank you to everybody that donates to the show. Thank you to everybody that watches the show. Thank you for just you know putting up with our crap. Yeah, really, week in and week out, seriously. But right now, this is the Two Headed Nerd, Mabel. What's up, Chris Kelly? See you later, Chris Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Showing up to the very end, Chris Kelly? What are you doing? You just get out of bed? You got kids, man. Okay? Come on. <laughs>